Hey dudes, it's your friend, the Reverend Pirate Frog. Come join me in the circle with my OG homie, Kotz Crowry, the plant magician himself, Mac Attack Gardens, and of course, the better half of Frapple, Johnny Apple. Don't forget to pass to your left and have some fucking fun. Alrighty. Uh, hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, this is something a little different. We're doing a... Uh, circle with uh some of our good friends uh i have the privilege of introducing uh ironically one of my oldest friends uh kotz how you doing why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself evening rev i appreciate you guys bringing me on i'm super excited about this um yeah so i go my roots go back to southern california along where with uh where Rev grew up. In fact, we were uh, we ran the same circles when we were younger. As funny as that is, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I left Southern California when I was twenty, and I went to college in Maryland, and then moved back to California for a couple of years in uh, twenty ten. Um, been a lifetime smoker. Started smoking when I was fifteen. 16 um but uh really got into the plant after college um and uh took it more seriously around like 2012 and uh yeah that led me to growing and a whole slew of other things um so i'm uh so you've been growing since 2012 I started growing in 2016, the beginning of 2016. Man, if I could have started growing in 2012, I would, but (laughs) I was living in a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco, and uh, this was before 64 passed, you know? So it was like, it's the same deal. Like, you know, you had to have, you could do it with paperwork, but I I didn't get a medical rec until 2012. So yeah, they made it easier. Yeah. Oh my god. Easier. So my wife got to it first. obtain a card. Yeah. 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 I got quite you. a bit easy. Um, it became a joke. list of. Yeah, it was essentially a joke. It was a. It was a joke, but it was also an industry. Yeah. It seems like all legality is a fucking joke. I, New York just did the same thing. Like New York legalized it, and they say they said no home growing. Until you can, uh, until like the dispensaries had 18 months of being open or some ridiculous shit. I guess they just recently opened it up for um, medical people being yeah. allowed to home grow. We'll have to but get like, into. We'll have to get into that. You know, there's this. There's this other guy just sitting in fucking silence. Yeah. <laughs> why don't Why don't you? Why don't other? I, one thing I want to say is is Kotz is probably has the most knowledgeable. Uh, mind that that i i could personally find so i'm just stoked that we could get him to sit down with us but why don't you introduce the very patient mac johnny i forgot about uh i forgot we didn't do introductions so ladies and gentlemen also uh joining the circle with us is uh mac attack about time oh, shit. <laughs> sitting here waiting <laughs> no my my story is certainly not uh as interesting as Kotz's story, but I just, I started growing a little over two years ago during the 
coronavirus lockdown when I was stuck at home and I got broke and tired of not having money to buy weed so I started growing my own and Hell yeah. here we are now I'm a connoisseur of sorts and not just grow ladies and gentlemen you should see these freaking plants it's an embarrassing day to share it with uh, Mac sometimes when you post your picture and then Mac comes in with this fucking bush <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, so, so what GMOs all are you using? Dude. They're all beautiful. What we GMOs? all know he's juicing. Yeah, that's that Alabrije. That's that Alabrije GMOs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's that Mexican that's so funny. GMOs. Uh, as my F1s get bigger, they are. They all have that same heavy serrated leaf. Yeah, dude, as it looks the uh, super F2's cool. tangies. It's so cool to see that. I was showing my girlfriend the same thing earlier. They look like little knives, come, like shark fins, dude. It's oh, a perfect yeah. name. It looks cool. Yeah, hell they're, yeah. They're jagged. Um, in case you haven't picked up, all four of us are involved in the uh, tangy tibiguana grow along. But not all in the same category, which is awesome. So why don't we go around the table? Let's start with uh, Johnny. What category are you still in, or did you kill them all? <laughs> so wait <laughs> i only killed one uh and technically i could it's a tangy tibiguana grow along so technically an f1 is still a part of the grow along right sure. so i got f1s in organic i can still play the game uh and then i got my other f2 still in cocoa that's right what about uh what about cots you, you got a couple going on don't you i do yeah i have an F2 in a three-gallon fabric pot. Well, it's a five-gallon fabric pot with three gallons of soil. And that's a, yeah, that's a soil entry. It's like two parts uh, Fox Farms Ocean Forest to one part Happy Frog. And uh, then my second entry is a bonsai. And I'm doing that in a little rectangular pot in it's all ocean forest. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So like There's, a week apart. You and Stony both have them going on. Yeah, Stony's is so cool because he's got the aesthetics going right from the jump. So his it's, whole tent looks really freaking amazing. Look it's yeah. cool. It is. It's I, such a cool thing to do. I uh, I talk with Stony. I really his tent is really even more interesting than what you see. It's it's pretty cool. I want to circle back to your um your bonsai there. We were just watching your. I was showing my girlfriend your part two video. Oh, that geode in oh, there. Is it looks like you had it upside down like a bowl. Yes. Is yes. that was that so intentional that to start the to stunt the root? I like that. No. So what I actually did not consider how the geode placement was going to affect the roots when I positioned it. I was thinking more about the aesthetic of the geode when the roots get exposed at the end. So I want the geode to be fully visible. And so in order to, uh, in order to do that, I wanted it to be kind of like positioned in an upward way so that I could essentially uh, comb the roots around the geode so you can like see both. That was the goal, at least. I have no idea if any of this is going to work because I've never done a can of bonsai before. 
I'm that's so cool. And you're going right in, not only just to Cannabonsay, right into the root wash and everything. Yes, it's yeah. I've I have been growing bonsai for seven years now. I've just never done a cannabis bonsai. You just keep getting cooler, um, dude. Le- leave some coolness for like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so introducing Kotz and Mac, who now own this podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, see you guys later. <laughs> You're gonna have to change the Adios, name because muchachos. you guys, you motherfuckers, aren't average. That's for damn sure. Dude, I'm blaming, I'm blaming mine on Randy Savage. There you go. And the drugs. I'm blaming Randy Savage too, dude. He <laughs> gives me power from across the camera. It, the one thing I will say though, Mac, is it always blows my mind when I look at when I'm looking at strains that either we grow in common or I I plan on growing, like looking at your mango myrrh or some of your last runs, where I'm just like I'll look at all the 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 plants that you see in soil, and then you see yours and you're like that doesn't even look like the same plant. What the hell am I doing <laughs> wrong? <laughs> no, it's not wrong, dude. That's just it's. I don't know. You're right. I mean, soil versus cocoa, you definitely notice a oh, huge yeah. difference. But it's cool to see the the different ways that they express. I think I like posting them in there and just I'm not comparing like who's got the biggest plant, you know. Oh, of course. I was I was I was trying to lead into the fact that uh, both Cots and I both grow in uh, organically in soil. Johnny does too, but he's also willing to experiment with. I think we're all willing to experiment. But you're doing. Uh, Coco. So I was hoping that you could, if you want, get into how you grow, so that we everybody can kind of see the uh, other aspects of it. Yeah, dude, it's pretty easy. I just grab a bag of uh, Royal Gold Tuper, and uh, it comes in the orange bag, and uh, it's a seventy thirty mix. Uh, I got four gallon pots that I run in the auto pot tray, and I don't transplant or anything. I just plant right in the uh, final pot and then in the beginning like when there's seedlings and stuff I just water like once every two or three days and after about 10 to 12 days I'll start watering every day and then uh, they kind of just take off from there and then around day 20 I just kick the auto pot reservoir on and it's on cruise control I just gotta dial it in you know keep the environment dialed in and the light and everything dialed in but for the most part, it's just set it and forget it. Once you, once you get everything dialed in, it stays dialed in unless you change something. So, amen. So, That's what it. is your dialed in? What is your ideal environment? Uh, I can. I'm kind of a VPD chaser, but I don't really like. Amen. It might be surprising. I don't really drop below 65 percent humidity or uh, like 82 to 85 degrees is where I like to sit. That's exactly how like I like the whole too. grow or just right now in the early the lo- I, even in flower unless it's like a super dense bud I'll still stay at 60 to 64 percent or whatever and and you don't I drop just, your temps at all uh yeah I mean I'll drop the what I like to do is drop the light down closer towards the end and turn it down to like 70% to just cool it off a few degrees. So then I'll take it down to like 78 to 80 degrees, but I don't drop like 15 degrees or anything. Even um, even in my dark cycles, I still maintain a temp of at least like 75 degrees. I don't let them drop more than 10 degrees at, at night. And, 
you, I have so to you maintain at, a temperature of 75 at night? Yeah, when the lights are off. I have to grow a similar way. Mine's not quite as high as um, 75 at night. But because I live in Southern California, like I, I have to have a humidifier all the time just because my, my temperatures don't ever get very cool. But they're all stable, so I just have to, like, I have high humidity in flower, too, so I have to maintain high, uh, high like, uh, air movement, you know? But right, other than that, right. I, I haven't had an issue. You can get away with higher as long as your temperatures are right. Yeah, no doubt. And I got two oscillating fans in there, and I, the exhaust fans always pull in air, so mm. I'll have one below the canopy and one above, and I'm not worried about bud rod or anything because so you have active intake yeah okay yeah i run active intakes uh on everything everything no, but my mom no 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 no. i have passive intake so you just got he's, one exhaust fan yeah you're talking you're talking uh, circulating fan but it constantly runs i i set my controller to keep it on at a speed of two and then uh when stuff gets out of whack then it kicks up but that's, that's exactly what I do. I just, I'm in a basement, dude. So I'm constantly dealing with high humidity. So it's really easy for me to control my lung room with, as far as humidity goes. Like I only have to run humidifiers when I'm in the seedling stage. And then as soon as I kick those auto pots on, dude, all I have to do is adjust my dehue in my lung room to be able to achieve the humidity level that I want in the tent. So it's pretty... It makes it pretty easy. And okay, so you built a lung room in your basement. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, it's basically my. Uh, what do you use like, to control your heat in the lung room then? Uh, I got some like uh, oil, like radiator style heaters, and then when they're real young and I like to keep it a little bit warmer, I just put a space heater in the tent, and then I'll take it out once, uh, once they're out of that seedling stage, generally. Or shut okay, it off. So what size is your lung room and what size tents do you have? Uh I would say that my closet's probably like a seven by twelve and I got a two by four and a three by three in there. And then outside the closet is like my game room and I have a one three by three in there. That's dude, your your nice setup. setup is very similar to mine then. I think I'm like ten by twenty maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's a small space. But I'm in and the like, garage. I can keep the, I'm in the garage. I can keep the door open to like the game room slash the closet, and then uh, it works out pretty well. If I want it to be hotter in the closet, then I just shut the door, and the humidity and heat goes up in there. And, so I'm, you have a finished basement. Yeah. Yep. Ah, that so that's awesome. the difference. Yeah, that's amazing. You got a whole other living like, space yeah, that down there. Awesome. That's gonna be humid by nature being under the ground yeah it is this time of year i'm all like i'm doing opposite everybody else being in the basement in the summertime i'm like providing all kinds of humidity and shit because it's dry outside and then in the winter time when it's dry outside it's damp as hell down here so right now with these cooler temps we're down in the 70s i've been having to run the dehue like non-stop really because awesome. we're we're contemplating moving dads from his upstairs, which is basically his attic, to the basement because I feel like we can control it a hell of a lot better. I mean, we're grow- all we're you getting- got to do, the humidity is naturally there. So really all you have to do is figure out a heat source to get it warmed up because it's naturally colder in the basement too, you know. But 
and so I imagine we could just run a fucking duct off of his stack because his furnace is in the basement. Oh, yeah. We could I at got... least provide that for the room to you know, get some sort of air in there, but then that might even dehumidify it, though, adding furnace air. It will a little bit, but you if you got to run a humidifier, then you got to run a humidifier, you know what I mean? But Right on. And I have I have one vent that comes off of my furnace into my room. So in the wintertime when I'm running heat, I don't have to use the space heater or anything because I have that heat vent keeps it like 75 in the lung room. So then it, it stays right where I want it in the tents by the time you add lights and fans and everything putting off heat in there. That's right amazing. on. So I think hey, that's yeah. what... Hold on. Well, I was going to say I want to hear Cot's setup too. I do too, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I've got, so I'm in a, my house is two stories as well, and I have a 50-50 finished basement that I, I just can't grow in right now. I have a dedicated room down there, but uh, every time I put a tent down there, every time I put a dry tent or I try to put a plant in there, I can get the smells that come up through the floor. So. Uh, it would have to require a little bit more infrastructure than I'm willing to give. So I grow in my office, which is a 10 by 10 room on the top floor. And we're in the South. So we have the luxury of having central air and it's a necessity down here to have central air. So we run like 70 to 72 in the house at all times. And then I cornered out a portion of my office that includes a two foot by six foot closet. And in this corner, partitioned off from the rest of the office, I have a three by three that's powered by 300 watt spider farmer. And that's currently where the grow along is happening. And then uh, on the other side from that is a two by two by three propagation tent that's got an HLG 65 in there. And then sitting right on top of that is my two by two by five that basically goes all the way up to the ceiling. Nice. And that's my dry tent. And so the dry tent really acts as a secondary lung during late flower. I will pipe in all of my exhaust air through that tent. Um, and that really mitigates the smell. Um, That's awesome. But when there's plants drying in there, it's just a dedicated dry tent. And, uh, you know, that's where everything goes. I didn't used to have a dedicated dry tent. And then moving into a full perpetual, it's like you kind of have to or else you're taking too many chaos. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so bad. So in the closet, there are two two by two tents one is five and a half feet and the other one is like four feet um and those are also used pretty much primarily for flower and right now they're being used for just recycling my mom's until i start running pheno hunts um, and those are both powered by hlg 100 watt v2s um yeah sick so that's my setup you you have such a space efficient setup. I love it. This is like, uh, in this house, this is probably the 10th iteration of this. <laughs> um, 
uh, I've done everything. And when COVID hit, I really went balls to the wall and just kind of did whatever the fuck I wanted. For <laughs> That's exactly what years. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't care, dude. I, I was so brazen about where I was growing during COVID that I had the three by three in our bedroom with males, <laughs> with four males. And I, I ran them full cycle to collect Jeez. pollen. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's, funny. those times are gone. So. Yeah. Well, at that point, no one knew what was going time. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Always good. Yeah, I'd shed like 30 pounds during that, thinking the world was going to end, like exercising every day, trying to be healthy, because I was sure that was going to be the only way I was going to survive that whole fucking mess. Dude, I lost 90 pounds during that two-year stretch. Holy Congratulations. Fuck. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was going to die too at first. Yeah. Was it because you weren't eating? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I lost... started eating healthier. <laughs> yeah, It's crazy how quickly that does. My, um, my heterosexual life partner and I, <laughs> we, we, uh, we cut out sugar. Like we trying, I mean, you can't ever cut out sugar. But we, we're trying our best, like, actively avoid it and picking better things. And I kid you not, I keep losing weight, and I'm like, oh, shit, I lost another two pounds. It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, sugar's the, like, I quit eating. I did the zero sugar thing for a really long time, but now I'll indulge a little bit. Oh, of course. But, uh, as I look at this Rice Krispie treat in front of me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, for me, it's Skittles, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lime, Lime flavor. Ones. <laughs> nah, nah. See, this is. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to roll one. <laughs> Except I like both, so yeah. I'm not biased towards one or the other. I saw you eyeballing my fucking green apple chapstick earlier. Oh yeah, I would eat that. <laughs> Cherry did. Cherry was like the best tasting one. Dude, my mom used to be like, "What is wrong with you?" Because I'd just be in the back mowing down on a <laughs> chapstick. I'm like, oh no, it, it tastes good. It tastes good. You wouldn't. I get the feeling it used to be lead paint too. <laughs> yeah. 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 That explains we, it. Yeah, it's okay. We're happy. <laughs> it's golden, dude. Yeah. At least it's sounds good. Anyways. Yeah, as long as it sounds better. Exactly. Short and sweet is a good thing, man. There's sometimes where you only need like 20 minutes of content, and then but these episodes, I figure, if you have the time, you can sit down and listen to us bullshit. Yeah, yeah I mean that's uh, all it is. Yeah, Just hanging out. It ain't no different than sitting in the Discord chat talking to each other. Exactly. So I mean it's a little uh, bit different, but we yeah. had just recorded an episode about uh, the autoflowers. Uh, we haven't released it. Oh, yet. that's we a talking... good fucking question. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus, uh, where was I going? Goddamn weed. No. Just so a... I was playing it for my girlfriend because I'm self-conscious and I want her opinion and shit and whatever else. And she liked that conversation so much, Padre. She wants to uh, grow her own autoflower. I think that's oh, that's shit. awesome. 
Congratulations. So she's going to, you said something along the lines of uh, just do a little bit of research. So that's what she's doing. She's asking me questions. She's fucking looking up stuff on the internet. And she's going to grow an Ella Brihe. She chose that on her own. She's going to grow one of the mysteries. Yeah. I think, I think Ella Brihe's, go ahead. I was just going to ask, are you like opening up your collection and just saying like, here, pick what you want? Uh, so are you guiding her to a certain yeah because my collection has a whole bunch of like bullshit like nuke heads in it and i think there's probably even some ilgms mixed in there so i wasn't i i told her what do you know like is one of the most important things and uh she kind of was like yeah well i know that you talk about genetics being super important it was like yeah so i i want to steer you in the right direction i I would like you to choose your own strain your own whatever start reading and we we went to uh multiverse and started browsing through the autoflower breeders and she picked out mefesto first and i said i think i might have uh some of these mefesto strains already here um, if you want to read through them, and she said, "Well, what do you have here?" And I said, "Well, I got these." She goes, "What is that?" I, she goes, "What's that one?" That's got Alabrihe on it. I go, "That's a mystery pack that came," and she goes, "Oh, I want to do that. That sounds really cool because this whole thing is a mystery to me. Like whether I can grow or not, it's mysterious. So I want to grow that one." I was like, "Okay, cool." That's yeah, that's, that's a good thinking. choice. I think. Hell yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. It does it. Yeah, it doesn't matter even if you know what you're doing your first time because you have nothing to compare it to. You could tell me that it's this plant, and I'll be like, I believe you. <laughs> right on. She could compare but it to Johnny's, I mean, she, but she still wouldn't feel bad, I don't think. so. She'd be happy. Like, look how much better I am. <laughs> it's at why least bigger why than, am I here? Uh... <laughs> Not if she isn't as patient as fucking you are, dude. Uh, yeah. she's way more patient dude she's got to be patient she deals with me that's true yeah yeah good, very good point i can't argue that well that's exciting do you know what method she's gonna do uh we do she's gonna do an earth box it's i it's the easiest thing it is so easy and 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 so that was what the argument was. She was saying, if it's really that easy, let's make it as easy as possible. Let's see if I can do it. So I'm going to help her get the environment set up and help her with the fans and shit like that. Because we, we were talking about it being like grandma throwing in an earth box outside. Kind of easy. You know, with yeah. a little bit of gardening knowledge and a little bit of research. So I'm helping her with an indoor grow because it's a little trickier for than what grandma might do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but we're going to do the earth box to run it uh, easier that way. And I see I've, I've always wanted to do an experiment of how, just how little you can do to, you know, just through the whole run of an autoflower. But every time I think about doing it, I'm like, why do I want to waste my own time? <laughs> okay, so that's that's a perfect segue to what my next question was going to be for everyone here. How? What's everyone's thoughts on doing a Mr. Canucks Cocoa Organic Row in an earth box? Do it. That sounds like fun. 
I would do it. Why yeah. would it be any different than Can't regular cocoa or soil? It's just a mineral. The only thing I was like thinking wicking. It's gonna wick better. It's arguably anything, gonna it would wick be a lot faster. Better. Yeah. That that's yeah, kind of where I'm at. And dude, with the difference between the way the cocoa tangy tip iguana and the one I'd started in the 3.0, the difference there it was like hmm hmm hmm. And then I was like, man, Earthbox and cocoa, and we started watching as, in her training training jesus christ like i'm fucking training. training karate kid here in her research we were watching like a mr canucks uh video or whatever on autoflowers and i was like dude his cocoa organic mix would be fucking perfect in an earth yes yeah. i mean that's, that's basically what uh, mad hatter's doing because he's yeah. he run he runs auto pots so the only difference is it's hooked up to a reservoir it sips the mm-hmm. same as a earth box right does. on so, fuck yeah I, that, dude that, that just I would talk to Mad Hatter. He has some pretty cool uh, stuff that he does that I like the way that he does it. Yeah. He's got like, videos, uh, as too. far as soil mixture? No, no. His cocoa organic run in Autopots is really cool. Right on. I definitely got to get in touch with him and, and do some more research because I think that's going to be the way to go. I think it'll absolutely crush... Yeah, if, if only there was an easy way to reach out to him. <laughs> Discord. Yeah. Um, what, so I wanted to ask Mac and uh, Kotz. It, we, we both talked, and I, I said that I would recommend growing anything, personally. Like, it doesn't matter, but I think autopots are awesome. Or not autopots, autoflowers are great for the first-time grower because it's quick and you can get a lot of variety. What is your guys' opinion on it? We'll start with Mac. Sorry, I just threw it to a free-for-all. <laughs> Let's go, no, Mac. <laughs> I was just trying to be courteous. Uh, That'll I be mean, quick-lasted, I'm sure. Really? I would say go either way, but the main thing is the hardest part about doing a photo period for your first run would be trying to keep the environment in check for 12 hours because as a new grower, you don't really understand usually how important the environment is unless you've really done your research and like nailed it down in your head before you start doing it and you can kind of expect what's going to happen. So it's hard to predict when you've never done something. I think that's such a good point. I mean, I would say, I would say auto flowers, but not because they're easier to grow because I feel like photo periods can be easier to grow because when you mess them up, you have time to correct your mistakes, you know? So thank you. They both have pros and cons, but I would say, I would if I was somebody came to me and said I want to grow my own and I gave them a pack of beans it would probably be autoflowers just so they could be, like run a 24-hour light cycle and try to stabilize that environment for their first run and then they can start giving a dark cycle and they'll understand how to maintain that environment and you can kind of work yourself into it Exactly you know, honestly I and I never thought of it maturely <laughs> No no he had a point it uh, autos are more difficult in unperfect conditions. Yeah. Well, that, was the only, you, that was the only point I was trying to make. Like, it can be more difficult. But you're All right, probably, Cots, I mean, time out. Time out. It's the average show, guys. There's four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear Cots. On, I, well, I'm going to agree with Mac on 
absolutely every point. All right, let's not hear cots. No, but I, here's what I'll here's here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Um, when it comes to people who are growing for the very first time, uh, what I would say is like you know, like grow what you've got honestly and if you've got nothing and i'm i'm gonna give you uh some of my seeds i'm probably gonna give you an auto flower i'll probably uh give you an auto flower for no other reason than um we all tend to overthink our first grows and uh if i can if i can land somebody into an sop that's easy enough that you can just run a 24-hour cycle and give water um i think that's going to be the the best way to do it uh other than that i'm not opposed to more work either so if uh and and i'm not saying that photos are necessarily more work but they certainly can be and oh, for uh, sure you know there's a lot I, more I, that you I, can do there's a lot more versatility do, with a photo do you run a 24-hour cycle on your autos i don't know i personally run 20 on four off that's what i do too autos now so you I, must run, a, run dimmers because that's a that prop tent. Oh, I'm sorry, I had a brain there. fart. Yeah, no, I was. I didn't want to interrupt anybody. Uh, y- you weren't interrupting no, I, anyone. You it must was be yourself. <laughs> like great. I did it again. No, you did it to me this time, fucker. How did so I? You I, interrupted my, no, my, yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. Your brain. No, you're doing it now. You're doing it right now. <laughs> Why are you, uh, you don't need to yell into a microphone. Stop talking when I'm talking. <laughs> Jesus. No. So if you guys run your lights 20 hours, my curiosity is you must run dimmers then. You're not I, top of the tent 100%. No. no I'm top of the tent more not, like 70. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Mac. I'm, my 300 watt right now is 78 max. Yeah, I'm like 75% in the 3x3 three three and the 2x4 because I, I have uh, like a perfect fitting light in both of them. So it's like corner to corner. Keeps it perfect yeah. for 20 hours. So percent's a little hard to understand. You guys, Do you happen to measure, at least with a, like a Photone app or anything, what kind of DLI or PAR are you running for those 20 hours? I personally don't measure DLI or PAR. I it's an intuitive process really um if the plants yep. show you that they're getting too much light they're sh- going to show you that they're getting too much light and vice versa if they're not getting enough light they'll show you as well um now so that, what is that what I'm what using is the that light signal? dimmer for is to maintain vpd because those are parameters that I will keep and so if I if I see that it's too hot I will the first thing I'll do is adjust the light. Um, it doesn't ever really get too hot, but because my lung room, which is my office, stays at an even 70 almost all year round, and it fluctuates nice. like give or take five degrees. But um, and also with auto flowers, in particular with this run, I will adjust the light as they grow. So I'll start with a m- much more dimmed. And then right now, the tallest plant being the tangy tibiguana at, I'd say, almost 20 inches above the nice. surface of the soil. Wow, um, 20 I'm running 75% already. of mine. It's massive. It's grown six inches in the last two days. Yeah, it's, it, it's, mine's quick too, but over. I think mine's at 
the, I checked it last night and it was 12 inches, but I haven't checked oh, it today wow. yet. They're measured today. But I mean, it, it outpaced my queen's banner. I mean, this thing is just like a beanstalk, dude. I'm sure Max is like 75 feet tall. <laughs> I got the tape measure out earlier, but the light wasn't on yet, so I didn't measure it. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I can measure it. It's like She tall. I got the measure. Oh, I bet. I like that. That's uh, what I was worried about. That's why I topped mine. I'm letting it go all natural, baby. Max 100% I also, right there. Uh, Mango Mirror's keeping up with her, so I haven't felt the need to even tie her down at all. Oh, I did a heavy de-leafing earlier. Oh, on what? On my tangy and cocoa. Already? Already. Good God, dude. Do you, like, <laughs> can't you sit on your hands? <laughs> no. You no, so her much. fucking fan leaves were so big that the lower branches weren't seeing shit. And I was like, well, I could do some LST or I can do some big fan leaves. So I just pulled off the big fan leaves and was like, oh, yeah, then now they got light. So let's see how she dislikes that. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to clip yeah, the she's first 20 node. Inches. 20 inches, dude. That's Yeah, I just measured it. Crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, wild. How, how tall is your Marley? How tall is your Marley's? Oh, like fifteen. Mine's so a monster. Mine's a monster six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's getting bigger, dude. It is. That's it's what just so slow. They just haven't exploded yet, bro. <laughs> the rest of it's my plants happen. are so pretty, and the one I was so excited for, I'm just like. Come on, man. <laughs> I think it still looks good. It does look good. At least I it's think... healthy. You know what's you know what's crazy? As I told um, Johnny already, but it outdrank my Queen's Banner. That Marley drank its two-gallon reservoir before wow. Queen's Banner by two days, dude. <laughs> Damn. Thirsty girl. Yeah. What type no, of flowering like, signals are you seeing on her, Padre? Because I'm curious because my F1s look like they're a week into flower already. Uh. It, it, they, she, the Marley's, pumps? yeah, uh, the Marley's grin went into, I saw pistols the latest by two days, but she still got, uh, the most, she got like three or four sites of pistols. I haven't, I haven't really looked super close at her today. Um, I probably should, you know, being that I, I'm growing her, <laughs> but <laughs> I will, I'll get to it at some point today. Well, you take pictures every goddamn day. You don't inspect them like that? <laughs> That's easy. I do. That is super easy. That's the problem is that I started for a little while. I was like, this is part of, you know, my IPM is daily checking. And then I realized I was taking a single picture when I was still half asleep in the morning so I could get my ass to work. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, that didn't accomplish anything. <laughs> I do the same things. I, I try to avoid opening my tent more than what I have to. So I try to only go in there like once a day. And actually exactly. have the door like wide open, breaking my environment. It's. I think it's the smartest, and it keeps you from johnnying things and just messing with it for the sake of messing with it. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no! When I deleaf this thing, I literally walked in the door from getting home. I was like, "Oh, the lights are on. Let me go check it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, look at all those leaves blocking all those bud sites. <laughs> rip, 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 bitch! You're naked." Do you know? <laughs> Do you know what the definition of no is? I can is? see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, literally. Oh, dude. yeah. Your personality. You, you were probably in a conversation with me about something, saw it, put everything down, 
ran to it, and then came back to the conversation an hour later. Like, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the plants screaming back, like, "Why the fuck is this naked bald guy laughing at me <laughs> or yelling at me?" <laughs> I've seen what she does to my sisters. <laughs> you saw that video, did you? I. I've I've never se- we've had that conversation before you you called her for like weeks almost it felt like like a week and then in the matter of a second you decided to kill it you were like no you're right I'm gonna listen to Captain and then the next day you're like it's dead and you're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I just went to sleep and woke up and it's different what the hell dude uh, yeah I thought so I, I thought it was like midnight no it was like. Two o'clock in the morning, I we got out of the hot tub and I ran into just give him one more look and I was like, uh, you know what happened was that fucking G Fog two made my curiosity and my fucking ADD just pounce. So I just jumped in there and looked and I was like, ah, fuck this man, there's something going on. It had like this really really bright yellow in the middle. It hadn't grown anything in like three days. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, you're out. Tag team. <laughs> <laughs> any de- any decision made at You're 2 a.m. is never a good decision. Yeah, but I you know how many 2 a.m. decisions I have? I work nights. Oh, that's true. You and Mac actually make normal decisions. <laughs> at 2 a.m., yeah. Yeah, at 2 a.m. That, that's not saying this was a normal decision. No, of course not. It was a silly decision, but you've made it. Let's move on. I have, since we're somewhat into the spooky s- season... And this will air around Halloween. I figured I'd ask one Halloween question. Um, we'll start with Cots, and then Cots, you can p- pick who to ask. But favorite sure. Halloween candy, and your favorite Halloween costume of all time. Favorite Halloween candy are those miniature SpongeBob gummy burgers that you can pull apart and eat the layers, hands down. I steal them from all of my kids' pails on Halloween night. There you go. They're mine. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know what those are or if you've ever had them, but they're fantastic. Um, Oh, yeah. They're gummy. Yeah, they're gummies. And they look like burgers or Krabby Patties. I know exactly what you're talking about. uh, Yeah, I love them. I love them. They got a mushroom texture uh, I just can't get through. I'm not a fan of the lettuce flavor. (laughs) <laughs> favorite uh, yeah. halloween costume ever the lettuce tastes like pickles <laughs> i hate the, i hate pickles it's terrible i don't even really know how to answer this um <laughs> it's a weird i like anything question, but i like Padre's anything that's i'll say this i like anything that's group themed so okay uh like this year my whole family is going to be different bugs oh that's dope and yeah, so I'm pretty sure I'm a ladybug. <laughs> for ladybugs, I don't know if That's you guys awesome. know that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're I couldn't homies. tell. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't homies, tell if you know. I I couldn't tell if you were growing plants or uh, breeding uh, ladybugs breeding for a little ladybugs. while. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I know it was pre- it was like in every picture there tell. was a ladybug. <laughs> It was pretty cool. It's not. It's it's all fun and games until you run out of bugs to eat, and then the ladybugs don't have the best time in there. So, oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, uh, off to Valhalla right for all of them eventually. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, they've earned it. But 
Yeah, while they're there, uh, we're bros for sure. Exactly. But well, yeah. that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Mac, what about your favorite candy and Halloween costume? Dude, Halloween. as far as Halloween candy goes, I like those peanut butter kisses. They are like a peanut butter taffy, and they have like a chunk of peanut butter in the middle. They're super chewy. Those are good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things are great. I and can't then, do them now because of my teeth. <laughs> yeah, I have to like hold it in my mouth for a while until it's warm and it's, like soft. Yeah. Hold on. That's not the Sorry. only thing you hold. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that as he's walking so you away. You got saved by the knock at the <laughs> door, oh, man. man. I was going to say, that's, yeah. <laughs> got, Matt got saved. Uh, that was perfect. <laughs> Those gummy things are they're pretty dope, though. They're good. Haven't had one Honestly, in forever. Honestly, like when you send the kids out to trick or treat, it's uh, to me, it's really just like fetching me candy. You know? <laughs> You're like, I will be eating this later. <laughs> yeah, because I have to, I comb through it, obviously. Oh, of before, course, you, you have know, to. We settle in. You know, yeah. I'm checking because, you know, you never know, right? But, oh, of course. Uh, so I. uh you know, they don't get the SpongeBob Krabby Patties. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, They're, those ones are. The, I heard those ones are poisoned most often. Yeah, we call that a dad tax. <laughs> there you go. I've I've grown up with that tax. Yeah, they put weed in all those. Yeah, you got to test them. So uh, we'll we'll go back to Mac who got saved by the the knock. Johnny was getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my wife had an emergency that she needed to needed to Excellent. tell me about so <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know what what were we talking about the candy right yeah yeah johnny wanted to give me yeah, a peanut butter nah, kiss yeah, yeah nah. you were talking about having mormon fucking soothing in your mouth and i thought Jesus <laughs> yeah Christ, that's not yeah. the only warm soothing thing you want in your mouth well, yeah, come on over. <laughs> so, okay, I guess it doesn't have to be the best Halloween costume, but if you can't Bob think Ross. of best, there you go. Bob Ross is a great one. That's fucking awesome. I was awesome. Bob Ross, Absolutely. and it, I felt like I was the absolute king of the world. How many was, people wanted a hug? A lot of people wanted to touch my afro. Oh, I bet. It was pretty cool. What about you, Padre? Um, well, my favorite, I, I don't uh, eat sweets anymore, haven't for a while, but my favorite of all time is either those Smarties, I don't know why the chalk flavored candy was super good, or um, <laughs> anything Reese's, I, I'm a sucker for peanut butter. Oh yeah. And my favorite costume Here's... I've ever been was, I was Charlie Chaplin when I was like 13, um, I thought that was cool. It was not cool to be a 13-year-old Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> not nearly as cool as you thought it was. Not at all. Did you, probably, did you, did you at least like zero people or something? knew who the fuck Charlie Chaplin was? Oh yeah. Well, and then by the end of the night, the only thing that was recognizable was the mustache. So that's uh, that's something you should think ahead of. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, yeah. No, we were skateboarding around and stuff and having a blast. But everyone was just like. Why the fuck are you Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> and I was like, I really like the movies. 
fucking weirdo. So... <laughs> what about you, Johnny? Oh yeah, Skittles obviously is number mm-hmm. one on the list, and uh, I would. How can you go with anything other than Superman? For Christ's sakes, Superman is the greatest of all time. But how do you do Superman if you're bald? I don't do Superman. I'm not getting in no fucking costumes. How do you do Charlie Chapman with your red hair? (laughs) Okay, I mean, that's that's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) He could be bald if he wants to. Yeah, I can put on a sexy fucking wig. That's true. I apologize for being baldest. (laughs) I mean... Look how cool Superman is. I mean, Superman is so cool. His disguise is being a news reporter. His disguise is being a human being. Like, that's how cool he is. He is actually that cool. I don't know. Not, I'd like, fucking, be a... not like Batman or some shit who's like a human being who has to have all these mechanics and shit to make him cool. He's a billionaire. That's pretty cool. Uh Oh, oh is it? Because uh, there's a couple billionaires I don't think are pretty fucking cool. This that doesn't mean that cool you. Too. I gotta say, I hate almost every billionaire that's in the news constantly. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't be down with a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, you would be cool with a fucking Billy. Hell yeah! Imagine how good you would sound with a Billy. All of us could just go to sleep with your soothing voice. I wouldn't care if you liked me if I had a billion. <laughs> Exactly. I'd be a billion dollars. I'd be buying the most ridiculous things. I'd be buying like city blocks of people I don't like just so I could be an a hole. Get out of here. Build myself a fortress to be left alone. Oh, you don't like so me? You, I'm going to name uh, the street after me. Exactly. You mentioned you wanted to hear about a couple of books uh, Kotz had mentioned. Uh, yes, I think it's uh, fundamental that if you want to know, if you're into growing, I think at least you should. Uh, have one of them memorized, but the other one is if you want to know anything about the history of cannabis, cannabis um, in this country, law-wise, you can't go wrong with the other. Yep, I agree. Um, so the conversation came up in the Cultivation Conversation Discord, and it was just basically on cannabis education and misinformation in books. So I'm a huge book nerd. And I've been sleuthing cannabis books for a decade now. And just like off the top of my head, if I'm going to recommend two books to anybody to read on cannabis, not necessarily beginner books, one more than the other, but just two books in general. The first book that I would recommend is The Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Herrera, edited by Todd McCormick, um, which I believe is perhaps the most important book on cannabis that's currently in circulation for a number of reasons but the main reason is because it is a very concise explanation of why we have the laws that we have in the u.s uh, around cannabis Um, and it's presented in a way that's really easily digestible by pretty much anybody um The second book that I recommend, and this one is much more dense, and uh, it's basically academic text, is Cannabis Evolution Ethnobotany. Yeah, I was just going to say that again. 
Yeah, sorry. I was just going to wrap it and I say I, I use it as a very good reference. It's like the, the reference book to end reference books. Uh, evolution and Ethnobotany? Or, uh, yeah. Well, the, uh, both of them. Yeah. But yeah, so Cannabis Evolution Ethnobotany by Robert Clark and Merlin. I can't remember the guy's first name. You're going to have to forgive me. I'll grab the book. Um, Mark Merlin. I always forget his name. But yeah, Robert Clark and Mark Merlin. And it's basically a reference text on the history of cannabis and how it disseminated from its what we think is its natural place of origin which is somewhere in china uh in the 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 i guess you could say the uh himalayan range i guess kind of on the edge of china that's where robert clark and mark merlin posited that cannabis came from and it's basically their explanation and the best explanation that i've been able to find to date on how cannabis made its way across the planet uh, and co-evolved with humans so if you're interested in any of that i would highly recommend grabbing those two books evolution and ethnobotany up until last year was only available uh, in hardback which was incredibly expensive i think you can only find it for about 150 bucks but fortunately for everyone it's now available on paperback you can get it for about 50 bucks on amazon um or if you're like me and sometimes can't afford books you can always look on the internet and find the pdf um i don't All recommend it doing it if you can if you can buy it but you know the most important part is reading it and getting the information mm -hmm. in your head all it takes is a good Google search. Exactly. Yeah. Highly recommend both of these books. They're um, great. Agreed. Awesome. I, I, I'm definitely going to have my girlfriend look into the to one, if it's a simpler read for her, for sure. Well, it's, it's, it's such a good knowledge of... Uh, I look at it a lot like there's a lot of people... Wow. There's a lot of people in that book uh, that you walk away from just hating <laughs> i mean That's i kind of want to read it too so oh yeah it's... no doubt i'm reading them oh yeah evolution and ethnobotany is i it's not i wouldn't recommend anyone like sit down and barrel through that one because it's incredibly dense it's like reading a college textbook but the emperor wears no clothes is incredibly easy to read very easy to understand mm-hmm and will change your mind and life forever fundamentally if you get through the entirety of the book um in in far insofar as your opinion on cannabis policy in the u.s like if you're able to get through that book you'll be more informed than 99 percent of anybody else in this country who hasn't read that book for sure it's so we need important. to get that yeah. book into more people's hands. Yep, it's like I said, a, a very good Google search. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll it. ask 
yeah, read the book. I'll ask uh, one more Halloween question. Does anyone have any Halloween plans? Uh, so for uh, I um me and my lady are doing a couple's costume where she's going to be Hulk Hogan, and I'm gonna we I was originally going to be Randy Ma- uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, but all the mm-hmm. costumes were super expensive, and I was like I ain't spending this kind of money for one night. So I'm going to be a referee instead. <laughs> Hey, that's cool too. Much cheaper too. <laughs> what about no, what I'm about you, Mac? Shit. Oh, we had to miss our costume parties this year, so I don't think we're doing anything cool like that. We're just gonna let the kids dress up and take them. Nice. Do you have a good neighborhood to trick or treat in? Yeah, it's pretty nice. We usually drive around a little bit, but we spend most of our time right around our house. Nice. Super important. Yeah, I can kind of trust the people around me. Yeah, I'd hope so. (laughs) What about you, Kotz? Yeah, it's the same thing. Kotz is a ladybug. uh, Well, no, I know what what he's dressing as. I wanted to know what he's doing. (laughs) going to be uh it's a big family day so the kids are going to go trick-or-treating and um i am going to keep my head down because i'm antisocial and i don't like <laughs> being around people <laughs> yeah uh, so but it's you not, do it for you your know, daughters fun for me for sure yeah that's how it is um i up until covid ended um, had the luxury of being able to hold down the fort while everyone went out. Nice. But now I'm kind of involved again, so You're I gotta thawing go out. out. Yeah. Do the thing. You're like a caveman yeah. thawing out, like get out of your comfort zone, dude. Right. Yeah. And then I get to come home and harvest my two two by twos because I'm saving them for Halloween to harvest. That's awesome. Nice. And. Uh, yeah, I've got, um, so I am out of flour. I know I had mentioned it before we went live, but I have no flour in my possession now. I smoked through all my shit, guys. Oh, no. Um, I'm very close. I have <laughs> yeah. I have two mason jars left, and then I'm done, and I'm uh, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I've got- I'm so, <laughs> dude. Down here, if you're out of flour, like you're you're out of flour. (laughs) You, there's nothing. I could go to the local store and grab some Delta Eight, but um, I don't know. So, but I do have lots of trim in the freezer because I always keep a bag of trim around. Mm -hmm. And so I made some. I made some. I guess you could call it hash, but it's really just keef. I ran it through the. trim bin and uh collected it and got myself a nice little pile so until i harvest i am going to be using that keef in the volcano and just sprinkling it over spent flour so there you go you guys want to know if what it, to do when you're desperate <laughs> that's what say, you're but gonna get really wow. high so yeah it does it work Oh, it works. It, you know, the keef came right out of the, or the, the trim came right out of the deep freezer. So Ooh. it was in the deep freezer uh, for, I guess, a couple of months, you know, after my last trim. 
um, undisturbed, nice. no fluctuations in temperature. So as soon as I ran it through the trim bin, it's it was just a terpy explosion of wow. all four of the varieties that I had you know trimmed into that particular bag. And it's just been great. And you know, the great thing about the spent flower is that it's because there's nothing to vaporize off the flower. It's just like a, like a bed of wood chips for the keef to sit on in the volcano. That's true. I totally did. Yeah. I mean, if it works, it's, it's good enough for me. Yeah. It gets me stoned. It's (laughs) a, it's a terpy experience. So, you know, I like both of those things. That's amazing. What about you, Johnny? I know you said nothing, but you got to have something planned for Halloween. Yeah, I'll probably sit uh, around the house and absolutely do nothing. We'll turn the lights off so the fucking kids don't bother me in the neighborhood. And <laughs> so you're just it. an asshole. Yeah, he's that guy. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I, fuck, I fucking hate that you, was, dude. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking clear. <laughs> You can't go buy, at least buy shit candy, dude. Whatever happens to your house is, is your fault now. Dude, there's like two kids. It's like, what, what do we ah. even bother? Like, go That's to true. the Fair fucking enough. town. I live in a hamlet. There's like two kids in the whole fucking neighborhood. Like, why are you knocking? Go away. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Just put a bowl of dum-dums on the porch. There you go. At least then you can be I like, hey, man, I can't sit tried. on the porch all night long. <laughs> you don't have to Why be would there? I do it in a bowl? I smoke joints. <laughs> oh, dude, that went right over my stoned head. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about being there, dumbass? <laughs> it was uh, I dude, that was the idiot. Well, does anyone have any exciting news of anything coming up? No. Uh, I can't think of anything. Shit. I don't have any don't all jump in anything coming up. I did uh, soak the seeds for the skunk ones, and they are in cocoa. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's exciting, dude. See? And Cots, you had the exact thing, too. You know what? So you lied lied. to me. You did have something. I think think that we're being dishonest. Johnny and I have a little secret project that's happening with some ag seed co. beans being germinated. Um, Yeah. Two epic varieties from the same company. So we'll circle back real quick. Actually, funny thing is, uh, Ag Seed Co. is run by Todd McCormick, who edited The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Um, oh, shit. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's his company. And uh, uh, he has gone through great lengths to acquire these seeds with what I would consider to be near 100% provenance, meaning that we can trace where these seeds came from back decades. It's for both the skunk and the I'm growing the purest indica, which is the backbone to the Northern Lights line, the entire Northern Lights line. Um, wow. But yeah, both came from Ag Seed Co. Both have great provenance. Both should, you know, give some winners. I'm excited, man. Yeah, that's cool. I, Skunk hunt. I am so nervous. Seeds number number one. These are my dad's seeds. We're growing them at his house. He bought the seeds. This is his run, and I manage his grow with a like 
a lot of responsibility. Like his responsibility pretty much relies on try and maintain your environment as best you can and water the plants. Like I come over, I do the defoliating, any training we're doing, any top dressings. I maintain the soil, everything for him. He just maintains the water level and the environment. So like I got to be really on point with him on this one, like getting over there as often as I can, making sure everything's dialed in because these like he's so excited about these fucking things, man. These skunk number ones, like Dude. when I told him, like I had a legit trace on some good quality true skunk, he was like, "Nah." He's like, "Skunk's been gone for a long time," and I was like, "Nah, man, you don't understand." And then we pulled up the web page, uh, the AGC Co um, web page, and he was like, "Yeah, we're doing it." So, this is my first um, regs run. Um, I have regs in. Um, my seeds, but they were my buddy's um, seeds, and he sent them out for DNA. So by the time I got them, I already knew they were female. Um, so this is my first oh, time great. actually running a sexing on seeds. So they're, we're starting them in cocoa, and then we're going to the one gallons and hopefully going from there. But I'm so nervous with this one, man, being what they are. Now, did you pop? did you pop the whole pack? Or did you guys? Yep. Uh, did you guys split the pack up? Okay, so you you're nope, doing all, all ten, 10 beans, huh? Oh yep. my goodness, that's fantastic! I, Are you guys? I saw how many you packed. Is seven? I I only plant I only planted three, and my philosophy was that with the purest indica release, Todd actually was very generous and gave three extra seeds in that pack, so I got a thirteen pack. Um, right on. And I was going to save the. Uh, the pack and and really do it justice by doing a full seed preservation on it um but because there's three extra seeds in the pack i'm gonna just pop those see what i get and play around with that because when it comes to you know planting seeds and uh you know the time in which you can store seeds those seeds were a fresh run so they'll be good in my freezer for 20 years. I don't have to go, I don't have to dive into that project too soon. But for the purest indica, particularly for me, I need to have it because there's, I'll not be able to find anything from any seed company that's going to have a more sedative effect than the purest indica. Because oh man, that's insane. It's a, it's a Mazari Sharif straight from Afghanistan that has been untouched for like 50 years that's insane so so incredible and this it, and the skunk is like it's the same story because it had been the skunk that todd released that he f2'd had been sitting in a freezer for like 20 years uh untouched so uh that included all of the time that the skunk line went to Amsterdam and was messed around with in Holland for decades and released by all these seed banks and they crossed it with all their males and they dirtied up the line. Your skunk, the skunk that you have, missed all of that because it was sitting in a freezer for 20 years and then somebody took it out and that somebody was Mel Frank and he did a seed preservation on it and then... Uh, that's how we got the seeds that we're gonna, you know, gonna enjoy today from Ag Seed Co. So I'm stoked. Holy oh, shit! Man, guys. You are more stoked. 
Don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to save a That's why I'm so nervous because we're doing we're starting them in the cocoa and then I lighten the build the soil light up with some cocoa to hope give them some mm. root movement based on that cocoa versus soil run I had done earlier. I'm hoping the cocoa kind of softens up that build the soil a little bit. But Are you gonna save a mail? They haven't even popped yet. I am so I'm really toying with that idea, but with her wanting to run an auto flower, if I gotta save a male, I gotta buy a whole other setup. So eh, I'm not sure. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, the good thing about skunk number one is that because the line was so stabilized before it went into these preservations, that you're essentially going to get close to the same plant no matter what according to todd and uh skunk band sam's uh accounts of the skunk is that it's very stable everything's gonna look smell feel close to the same that's in fuck incredible man when the that's skunk so was out cool. i was nothing <laughs> like i wasn't even born i don't think you were twinkling your dad's eyes boy or a wiping same. on his sock yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's, you know that's you know a how the, 70 string yeah you know how that works johnny right if you if it was on a socket you wouldn't be you right yeah <laughs> what was it oh jesus <laughs> that's a good way to end it guys i'm kind of uh <laughs> feeling like i was wiped on a sock right now by Dude. padre I lo- nothing but love for everybody here. Um, I did want to. I want to say that uh, I. I want to thank both Cots and Mac. Um, they're going to be regulars on the circle, um, and also anytime they they want to do solo projects, they're more than welcome. Everybody, I'm sure, loves you guys much more than us. So feel free. Oh, um, but also, uh, they better. Um, also, Cots, uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, that kind of content right there is why you listen to the circle, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just trying to spread love on the plant, you know? That's what it's all Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Well, Mac, why don't you take us out? Oh, you putting me on the spot? Hell yeah. I haven't well, heard what's your gonna voice be in Johnny on the spot? We're going to make Mackie on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> on the this spot. ain't my show. <laughs> but it's, yeah, this it is, is your show. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll send it to Johnny. We'll let Johnny end our weekend. Yeah, give me an example, and I'll do it next time. There we go. Let's go, Johnny. I just want to thank so many people for listening. If you've listened all the way to the end here, I cannot be more thankful because we're just a bunch of fucking clowns uh, being inspired by Mac and Cots. <laughs> so hey, I just thanks, everybody, for listening all the way in, and check everybody out later. Thank you, guys. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys. Peace.